0: Song number, song number, a small chorus. There's a little chorus that we passed out. Uh, it's in the hymnal. Pick it up. We're going to sing it. God owns the cattle. And then we will have a special. Uh, the King's children will sing for the Lord to us this morning. Okay. Number 220, uh, song number. Yeah. Little <laughs> chorus, God owns the cattle. Okay?
1: Germany in in 1586 and lived for only 63 years. His life may have been cut short through the many dark trials he had to endure. Most of his life as a pastor was filled with the Thirty Years' War, which affected most of Europe. During this war, a plague struck the city of Eilenberg, where Rinkert served as a pastor. The other two pastors in his city had died from the plague, and Rinkert remained a lone pastor. Throughout the plague, he read the burial services for 40 to 50 people each day. Most each day, most tragic of all to him, his own wife fell victim to the plague and died. Still, Pastor Cart trusted in his Lord and Savior and penned words of great Toward the aged man. Truly, Pastor Incart brought great blessing to the people around him, fully knowing that all blessing, especially the greatest blessing of all, forgiveness of sin and the gift of eternal life, come from God the Father through the Lord Jesus.
0: Blessing. Um, The guitar, the violin. I taught the boys.
2: Good
0: job. job. I taught Timothy how to sing so high and speak so clearly. That was a good job, everybody. That was a blessing. All right. uh, Let me spend a few minutes here in the Word of God to give you some Thanksgiving thoughts. This is the Sunday before Thanksgiving, and it all ends on. Not ends, but it all kind of comes together on Thanksgiving Day. Whether you call it Thanksgiving Day or Turkey Day uh, or Football Sunday, whatever you call it, uh, it's a good time. It's a good time to be with friends that you choose to be with. There are some friends you don't want to be with, but then there are friends you choose to be with. And, of course, family. And and, uh, this is going to be a busy week for most Americans. We're going to do a lot of traveling. Not us, but people in the mainland. And uh, hopefully they'll uh, bypass some of the snow in New York. And so it's a good time of the year to be thankful. Uh, are you going to have a class? Uh, I, mean, I, I know you're ready. Are you going to have a class? can okay, go. I know they're prepared, but uh, I'm kind of carried away over there. Yeah. There's a shortage at uh, Walgreens, and so Arb's wife is having to fill in for, for that. So do pray for those who are relieved. And uh, I found many places where they have shorthandedness and not many people in the restaurants. Not that I go to the restaurants, but in different kind of stores and so on like that. So um, it's just an odd thing I, that we're experiencing. What was I saying before that? <clears throat> I don't remember. Paul and Ray Lynn are here and your nine-year-old son. I forgot his name.
2: Paul. in oh, here. Oh,
0: Paul Jr., I, I was coming from the back room and walking down the hall. I saw this guy with the big red beard walking over. I thought, I have found him. I have found what we've been all looking for. <laughs> that guy that they've never found. But there's a picture of him somewhere going by a tree. They said, that's it. I have found Bigfoot.
2: <laughs>
0: He's right here down the halls of IBC. And then we have... Then we have business with us a veteran missionary from Australia for 40 years. Brother, I forgot your name too. Parshall. Yes, and Mrs. Parshall. Yes. And uh, he reminded me, this is the third time that visited Hawaii, the third time being to our church.
2: Thanks,
0: and uh, I joked with him saying, I don't remember who visited two weeks ago. <laughs> and so you pardon me if I do forget that. He was saying a few words at the 1045 service. Now take your Bibles, please, and turn <clears throat> to the book of Psalms, Psalm 100. <clears throat> Psalm 100. The only thing that we don't have in Hawaii that you have on the mainland is cold weather. And this time of the year, when October hits, I'm looking forward to cooler weather. Now two weeks ago, this is so unusual two weeks ago over in Manoa about 530. it was windy and it was cool to get down to 73. And that was really nice. Roll on my window it enjoyed it. Oh, and then it got hot again. So this time of the year it's got to get rain. Well, it's going to have to get a little bit cooler. We may have to go up to uh, Wahiwa for about half an hour to get chilled out. <laughs>
2: psalm
0: 100. Stand with me, please. We'll read this psalm together. Psalm 100. Psalm 100. Psalm 100. Okay, let's read together, please. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, come before His presence with singing, know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people, and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, and into His chorus with praise. Be thankful unto Him, and bless His name. For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth all generations. Please have a seat. Now, the setting behind Psalm 100 is a really interesting one. It's about the coming king, it's about the king reigning from Jerusalem. The millennial kingdom will take place one day. It hasn't happened, it didn't happen in Psalm 100. It's looking forward to that time. It's talking about coming to the temple, it's talking about coming into a scorch. it's talking about coming and worshiping God, all ye lands. And when Jesus returns, ladies and gentlemen, just to remind you, the Bible is full of the references to Jesus coming back. And when he returns, he will, of course, come down in Revelation 19, Victorious, at the Battle of Armageddon. And there'll be a really a, a tragic, there's no other way to say it except a bloodbath. And he will destroy his enemies. And after a period of cleaning up, Isaiah talks about the fowls of the air that come down and pick up the leftovers and the scavenger birds and uh, after a period of cleaning up and all the uh, collateral damage and destruction of everything, the environment destroyed because of the plagues and tribulation, after a period of cleaning up, it's gonna be like paradise again. Uh, this is a reason why, my, speaking for myself, since you asked me,
2: <laughs>
0: I don't worry about the environments being destroyed by man, I don't worry about that. Because one day, now I'm not a litter bug, I'm not a fire bug either. And I'm kind of careful about things, but if if a tree is cut down, I say good, more building a home or something like that, or a desk or a tabletop or something for a carpenter or for construction. I don't worry about trees getting cut down. I don't worry about the earth, you know, these kind. Of, listen, I think it's a good idea to replenish and reseed and replant. You know, warehouses has done it for decades and you have all kinds of trees coming up again and uh, all that's good things, but uh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna destroy this earth ladies and gentlemen. We cannot destroy this earth. Mere men cannot destroy the atmosphere or the environment. I don't worry about it. Neither should you. And I think that when Jesus Christ returns, after everything has been pretty much destroyed, he's going to restore it to a paradise like again condition. And we're going to have like that a garden of Eden on earth again. And that's going to be a good day. But besides that, besides that being a good day that the nature itself that creation itself is going to be rejuvenated reinvented so to speak um, made like paradise again Uh, King Jesus is going to reign that is the biggest deal that's the best thing that you can look forward to and this psalm is talking about that and the government shall be upon his shoulders uh, Luke says remember when Jesus was born and the prophecy the song that they sing is about and the government should be upon his shoulders you know what that's about that's about Jesus Christ ruling the government, which logically tells me that there will be no need for political parties. Which logically tells me that there will be no Republican, Democrat, independent, or whatever. There won't be people running for office or having to get people to, to vote for them because you won't have a need for that. There will not be a need for three branches of government, which means there won't be any corruption. Because there won't be any government officers to be corrupted, which logically means that when the Lord reigns, he's going to reign fairly, honestly, righteously, and there'll be no legitimate complaints about unfair, unfair, that's not fair. All that stuff that goes on in human life will not be available, not be possible when the Lord returns, when he reigns from Jerusalem. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. Amen. Uh, I see all these political signs, as we all do every time there's an election coming up, and they all make promises. And truthfully, since you asked me, uh, I'm kind of fed up with people who make promises that don't keep them. I mean, really, now I'm Republican. Did I say that? (laughs) I am conservative more than Republican, and I do understand one thing that we do not understand all that goes on behind closed doors and there's a lot of compromising going on just to get something done. I understand that but yet we long for a man or a woman in office that is honest Mm -hmm. honest integrity I'm here to serve the people and I'll do my best to serve the people fulfill my promises and if I get kicked out of one term That's okay because I will keep true to my commitment to my people. Uh, We don't see that too much. And so that won't go on when the Lord comes back. And uh, when he comes back, he's going to appoint you and me and other Christians to rule and reign over a town, over a city, over a state, maybe over a country. Uh, The Lord talks about that, about being faithful and that we will rule. And so our ruling over different parts of this world in the kingdom depends upon faithfulness serving him before. Then people are going to complain, well, how come he's got to rule over the Netherlands? Well, none of your business. Well, how come he's ruling over the Big Island? Well, because he's Hawaiian. (laughs) Uh, Well, how come he's ruling over Nevada? Because nothing else is there, and he's going to have to be there, and whatever. And there's going to be people appointed to rule by the Lord himself, and nobody's gonna complain this is unfair right. now if you're gonna complain about well how come I got only two acres and he's got all of the island of Maui well the Lord is just and righteous remember and you will get a portion of relationship to rule based on faithfulness so if I were you I take that seriously and I look at my life and say well I better be faithful because there's something ahead of me if I'm faithful. Now, whether you're going to get something or not, who knows? Who knows? God knows. But there's one thing for sure: now you'd like to be faithful to Christ because you should be. Amen.
2: Amen. And, but the Lord is
0: good, and He will not not reward you. And so, no one's going to cry unfair. There'll be no corruption, no corrupt media to trap the king in his words. That'll be a good day. I'm so fed up with the media. I got I got had. I had a conversation with a, a lady. Who came to Hawaii for one week? She was out in Waikiki, and she was here to to help reporters report as they should.
2: <laughs>
0: I said, "No kidding." I just got. She said, "Have you heard of Civil Beat?" I said, "Yeah, I read it every day. Whatever, whenever I read the you know, headlines, I guess I read about that." I said, "I like Civil Beat. They have good reporters." She said, "Really?" And I said, yeah, really? I wouldn't lie to you on a Thursday. And so, <laughs> don't read into that too much. I said, I quit a long time ago reading the Star Advertiser before Star Bolton Advertiser. I said, because this is so shallow reporting. I said, even now, News Media, I said, I have a hard time watching because they leave out important information based depends, depends on their biases. And so I said, I, I don't, I just, you know, I said, it's very, it's very um, unfulfilling. There's no real content. And there's no, uh, who, what, when, where, why, kind of thing. It's all about how you feel. And I said, I'm gonna tell you all these things? There's less reason for this. Uh, I'm I'm saying to her that uh, I didn't even watch the news media because everything is about uh, how they look, how they appeal to you. A young, attractive woman and a handsome, a handsome guy, you know, and they they all you know smile a certain way and they they do things a certain way. The gestures are also and they just you know it's all so fabricated, it's all so fake, it's also so put on, it's all so it's all processed. And I'm thinking, I want content. And I told her, I said, when I hear about a football game, I want to know the score, who scored the touchdown, who hit the home run, who made the catch, how many did he strike out? I don't want the camera to go to the sidelines and look at the people who lost and look sad, and then ask the person, well, how do you feel about losing the Super Bowl? It was your fault. How do you feel? And I'm thinking, How else would he feel? How else would he feel? That's not news reporting. That's trying to appeal to my... I said, no, I just want... I said, I like Civil Beat because of that. And she said, oh, can I use your name? I said, "Uh, why? (laughs) A reference, you know, bet this guy in Hawaii and he likes Civil Beat because of the content. So, in other words, I was really fortunate to her while she trying to teach this reporter about reporting the news and getting away from the touchy-feely, you know, kind of feminine stuff and making people feel sad and make them cry and make them feel... Oh, No, no, just give the facts Just give the facts And so she was appreciative of my comments But anyway um, When Jesus reigns This psalm is about when Jesus comes to reign There will be no monkey business going on That will be a good day Now, look at verse number 1 again It says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord All ye lands Now, let me come to today Let me go from the future to today And make some practical applications For us today Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Now, there is no joy, there is no joy when wicked people reign. There's no joy when wicked people rule. There's no happiness among the people when wicked dictators rule the land. You have no say so, you vote, it's just a, it's just a, you know, imagery, it's a symbolism. It, it really is not a vote of any kind to get this guy in or out of off. No, no. It's just, it's just a it's just a, a, an appearance. It's just a photo op kind of thing. It's not real. And so uh, when wicked people rule, there is no joy. You have no say so. Now, this is why there's good news and there's joy and there's praise and thanksgiving because the Lord is going to rule.
2: Amen.
0: And there will be happiness among the people. And there will be law and order. And right now, it's a little bit different, isn't it? And so we cannot totally say we are joyful people because of that one factor. Now let's be honest with ourselves and let's not be uh, uh, fake about things. We like righteousness. We like righteous courts. We like righteous... We like goodness. We like law and order. We like it in force, don't we? Uh, I do. And you should as well. And when someone breaks the law, we expect that person to be punished. That makes others fear... And think twice about breaking the law but when there's no fear of the law people gonna take it and push it and go further and further and further there are so many instances in the news recently in the last two weeks it's unbelievable what has gone on there's no to bring it up to the to our attention but if you just casually look around you find all kinds of things that is so unbelievably cruel toward another human toward property um, defrauding investors. All kinds of things take place. It's just really the word is not crazy. The word is really bad because there is something lacking in our society in which people have no fear of punishment. And so, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. you It's because there is a righteous king ruling. And that's why people can be happy. I feel secure when the law says don't. And if you do, it's going to happen. And it's actually done. I like it when people are treated fairly in the courts. I like it when people are sentenced appropriately. I like it when people are found out to be free, innocent. Okay, sorry, you know, no, you're not. I like that, it's necessary. And so there's no joy in wicked men and women rule. In the history of mankind, you realize that many people who are wicked and evil come to mind Genghis Khan, what an evil man. Nobody could stop him, nobody could object to what he was doing. He killed one-tenth of his population. Mongolia. His kingdom was vast, and he was so wicked and cruel. He had no regard for any kind of emotion or humanity about people. Uh, he did the first germ warfare. Uh, the Black Death before it hit Europe, it hit Asia, and those who were infected by it, he put. Okay, maybe I, I He put them on catapults and shot them into into castles, into castles, into villages, things so that they would get infected. He's the first man to do that. Well, he thought it was a great idea. That's pretty sick. That's pretty disgusting. He's a man, probably devil possessed. Do that kind of thing. And then you name the other people. Joseph Stalin, he was also evil. Unbelievably cruel to his own people for his own selfish gain. One thing to say to you is that he had a thing where he made a list, a name, name list of people and he put a tick mark next to them and that tick mark meant they are to be executed and on that list were not only former friends present enemies those who spoke ill against him on the list were brothers-in-law sisters-in-law people like that he thought nothing of it One, one, one uh, one cousin was taken to the gulags or something, and then uh, another sister came begging for his mercy. He was told that he hated people who begged for mercy. And so to to retaliate, because she dared come into him asking for mercy on behalf of the the sister, uh, he sent her six months afterwards to suffer. Eventually she died. Sorry, she was executed after that. So he made them suffer, and then he killed them. How can you have joy in people like that live in this world? People like that live in this world in Africa. Continent of Africa. And yet, these things go on. Um, serve the Lord with... Uh, make a joyful noise. I'm just going to say, we look forward to that day when we can make a joyful noise. Amen. Because there's a righteous king ruling the earth. Amen. Until then, we keep eyes on Jesus Christ. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. And so, uh, joyful noise, 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 noise. You know what that talk about, joyful noise? It's like going to a nursery of 20 babies; they all cry together. That's joyful noise.
2: <laughs>
0: it's like going into a room and you have a bunch of different people from different countries. You have Filipinos; they speak in Tagalog, Ilocano, Visayan, and what's the other one? Okay, so that's three I know of. Then you have a you have a Chinese speaking Mandarin, Cantonese. Then you have uh, somebody from uh, the Netherlands. You have someone from uh, France and and Germany, and, and then you have somebody from Hawaii speaking pigeon,
2: <laughs>
0: and they're all talking together. Somebody from the south, and <laughs> you can't understand that sometimes when they speak from the south, and they have them all talking together, and they're all making joyful noise together. It's like a racket, it's like an orchestra tuning up before the performance. You can't understand it now. That's just to say, when they're making a joyful noise on the Lord, it's all good, all the land shows up. And they're worshiping God, they're praising Him, they're thanking Him, they're glorifying Him. It's just a big racket, but it's a good racket. It's a good one. Because righteousness rules. And they're happy. I hope you can appreciate that. Look at verse number two. Serve the Lord with gladness, come before His presence with singing. Now these people in this psalm, look into the future, they get it. They understand that there are three reasons why they come to the Lord's house, the temple, and they praise Him with singing, loud singing. They're jumping up and down. They're clapping. They're making noise. It's like someone won the Super Bowl. Their team won the Super Bowl. They're happy because the King is there. And so, number one reason why they get it. Uh, Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us. The first reason why they're happy and praising the Lord is because they know, they know the Lord, who He is, and He is exalted in His rightful place. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. They know that. They know that everything that they're looking at has come about because the Lord did this. No man could have done that. And so, God is put in His rightful place. He's the Creator. He's God. And He is praised and He is glorified. His is Now, if a man guess number one, that that God made him and he's not self-made his outlook in life is totally different I did use the word self-made a lot of people are successful, they worked hard, they got something going on up here that's good, you cannot get to the top, whatever that top is unless something's going on up over here true? you can't be a dummy and get to the top you can only cheat so much and then you're gonna get caught and get busted. But if you're, you're wise, you're smart, you access information, you use it wisely, you use knowledge wisely, you can't really move up, so-called, and then uh, you, get what's, you reap what you have sown. And so it's gonna to have to be sharp up here, but that doesn't mean you, you alone got up there. It doesn't mean you can walk on like this, You ever see a peacock? (laughs) Go to Paradise Park or uh, Waimea Bay. You see a peacock walking around. When they just when they when they walk around, just they don't want to show. They just walk around. But when they want to show off how beautiful they are, they 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 just fan out and look at all the beautiful colors, the the shimmering and the glowing on them. It's just beautiful. And they just look like this. Like look at me, look at me. When you wash their head like this. They're saying, look at me, look at me, look at me. If I can sign an autograph, I'll sign your autograph. If I look at me, look at me, look at me. That's what they do. And when you look at those birds, you say, surely there is a God
2: Amen.
0: that made that beautiful bird. Nobody is self-made. They're happy because they get, number one, that God is their creator. Yes. And it is He that made them and not they made themselves. You got to get that one point. If you get that one point, it'll cause you to live a life of humility. It'll cause you to live a life of gratitude. It'll cause you to live a life of indebtedness to God. If it wasn't for the Lord, well, just where would you be? What would you be? He's exalted into his rightful place as the Creator, as God. And he says, and not we ourselves. Two, the people are humbled for they know their place. They're created by God and also it says we are his people and the sheep of his pasture verse four and five says enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise be thankful unto him and bless his name for the lord is good his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations number three they get this god's great mercy god's great mercy mercy is mentioned twice and god's great mercy is everlasting Uh, they get that do you you realize this before you became a Christian I know most of you have not been the type of people that lived in crime except for half of you but uh, I know that most of you here did not come out of a life of deep gross sin but you were lost nonetheless and maybe some of you have been rebellious or maybe some of you have been hard headed, stubborn and just, you know, self-made. I don't need God in my world. I can do everything without, you know. and But something brought you to your knees, figuratively and maybe literally, and something got you to be humble yourself before God. You heard the gospel, and in time you responded to the gospel and you accepted Christ as your Savior. Do you know that up to that point, God had a right, and God would be justified if He had done something to you so that your life was cut short? Now, that sounds kind of terrible to say, but... God would have had a right and would be justified to have ended your life before you got to the place of repenting and turning to Christ. But He was merciful to you. He was merciful to you. And He allowed you to go through your foolish thinking your foolish thoughts and your just, you know, your idiocy. Is that a right word, honey? Idiocy. Uh, And He allowed you to live and breathe until you turn to Him in faith. Wait. After that, you're not so perfect, yes. After that, you still have some work to do. Am I right? After you got saved, after I was long suffering patient with you before you got saved, to the point of being saved. Now, after you've been saved, you're not so smart, you're not so wise, you're not so spiritual, you're not so mature, you not you don't you don't always make good decisions. You make foolish decisions and you live a life could have been years. And all that time, you just thought, I'll just ask God to forgive me and forgive me, yes. And you just keep on living on the way you've been living on. Keep on thinking the way you've been thinking. Everything's fine. Everything's in cruise control just about. And then it dawns you one day. I have been so inconsistent. I have been so unfaithful. I have been so up and down. I have been so unworthy to be called a Christian. But you became a Christian back here. And now you're living over here. Years have gone by. And yet, you still can breathe. You still have your health. You still can function. You live in America. You, you, everything's all right, and it dawned on you. You get it. God is merciful to me. He's merciful to me, and so here's what I want you to know. Merciful to you before you got saved. Merciful to you after you got
2: saved.
0: the The truth is, and we don't have to know all the details. Not necessary. God knows the truth. Most of us here, we have not been so faithful to God in our life since we got saved we have not been so righteous before God since we got saved. And the Lord, if he was all justice, if he was all righteousness and that's all, and if he has no grace and no mercy and no long suffering to Lord, if he only was one-sided and not this side balancing out everything, I have an idea where we would be. We would not have lost our salvation. That never is in jeopardy, but perhaps we would have had a quite different life and I know that in the New Testament the Lord turned over uh, one person to the devil for the destruction of the flesh and uh, that that happened it could happen to us too but he didn't do that here you are you're, you're healthy, you're fine you got no real, real problems and you're doing okay is there a reason why you're doing okay? there's a reason why you're doing okay his great mercy. Yes. They got it here in this song. We should get it too. We should get it too. Because of mercy. Now, um, patience, graciousness, long-suffering. Although we've been inconsistent, He has been consistently merciful. I'll say that again. That's original. Though we've been inconsistent, He has been consistently forgiving. Consistently forgiving. And that's worth a lot. Amen. That's that's something to thank God for right. this week. That He is consistent in His forgiveness. Consistent. It's so hard to be consistent. We'll start reading the Bible one day, two days, and the third day, slack off, fourth day, go back to the, you know, it's hard to get up and you have it again, and the Lord understands that He knows our framework, but dust. And I want you to know the balance of this whole picture is that God is not a harsh dictator kind of God. He's not like that. Firm, yes. With chastise, yes. But is He fair, absolutely. Is he see, understanding, totally. Just like you understand your children, just like you understand that your husband's not so bright. And you forgive him because he doesn't act thoughtful to you. Uh, You know, husbands can be really funny. Uh, You know the old VHS tape days? Anybody remember those VHS tapes? Anybody? You remember that? Okay, you know, you can can get for six hours and you can record uh, your wedding ceremony. And then, you know, you can record over that easily. Just press record, you record over the whole thing. I used to record football highlights and then record over it. The next week, you know, just record right over it. Don't have to, just record right over it. You know, some husbands are not real bright. They get the, oh, I need a blank video. I gotta, gotta record the Super Bowl. I gotta, oh, one, oh, oh, wedding.
2: <laughs>
0: Take that out, stick it in, hit record, because again, it's gonna start. You wanna get the whole thing. You idiot. The whole thing. Even the half them show, the whole thing. You record right over the wedding. The whole thing. The reception, the whole thing. The whole thing is gone. Your wife goes there sometime later on and she looks at that thing to show her her cousins and then she plays it and all of a sudden, Super Bowl 50 comes up. And your mom, your, your wife's mouth drops open and she's she's she sees red. And she, she she's thinking, I wanna get that guy I want to get that iron where's that iron skillet? That ten-inch iron skillet. I'm gonna conk some sense into him. Oh, we do funny things like that. We do bad things like that. But you know what the wife does after she gets she calms down? She looks at her puppy dog faced husband. She says, "You know what? You're such a dope, but I married you. You're my husband. Don't you ever do that again." But uh, you know, uh, we do things like that as Christians, uh, and the Lord still still forgives us, continually. Now, there's a good reason to thank the Lord. Praise Him, thankful unto Him, bless His name. All because, verse number 5. Listen carefully. For He is good. The Lord is good. Now, I want you to get it. Say with me, please. The Lord is good. I don't believe you. Again, the, the Lord, Lord is, good. is good. Yes, He is. And then it says, His mercy is everlasting. Let's say that together. His, his mercy, mercy is, is everlasting. everlasting. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that is for us too Amen. and you need to have that in mind as you look at yourself look at your spouse, look at your children look at others, look at them like that and remember this it's because of God's mercy and goodness because he's basically good that you are able to enjoy your life Amen. you have what you have because God is good Amen. and uh, <clears throat> let's see this is what uh, Thursday is Thanksgiving five years ago, <laughs> Thursday Friday, Saturday Friday went to the doctor uh, five years ago, Friday after, Friday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, Friday after Thanksgiving. Went to the doctor, I forget who I went to see. They ran some tests on me, Queens ran some tests on me. And then they, they ran some stuff off my vein over here, did a stress test, completely blew the stress test. And the surgeon who was running the stress test, there's two of them there, watched there watching all this go on. And she said, this, the surgeon said this, surgeon said, he showed me what was going on, and I didn't know what was going on. I just knew how horrible I felt. And he says, Mr. Ching, this is what we see. You feel the stress test? He said, if you were my father, I would admit you right now to the hospital. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? I'm healthy. I'm healthy. And I had no and he told me what was going on and we both we both cried because we were shocked at what the surgeon was saying. So we got admitted to the hospital. No, not we, I did. <laughs> I did. You have to go and get my belongings and stuff like that, okay? Not you, but uh, so I never went home after that. The next time I went home was the Saturday after. So Friday, hospital, hospital, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, procedure triple bypass, blocked artery, ninety ninety whatever it was. My heart was so strong that it was bypassing the blockage all the time, and so, uh, yet they discovered the blockage. I said, no, not me, not me, can't be me, not me. I'm Chinese. <laughs> I actually, I play racquetball, I play tennis, I do this, I do that, I, I'm active. I'm not some, some couch potato. Well, it was me, and you could not deny the images. So off we went, and then they did it on Monday. Next thing I know, anesthesia comes in. You count backwards from 100. 90, 199 and then I wake up. Um, have we started yet, <laughs> Mr. Ching, We're done. You did great. Well, I didn't look great. They wooed me out. She saw me. I look like. Nancy Pelosi or something, without makeup. (laughs) Nancy Pelosi without makeup. And I just... (laughs) uh, And then they did say that I didn't use any artificial means to keep my heart going because, you know, it's healthy and strong, except for those factors. (laughs) And then I looked down here after a while, and I saw this stuff coming out of me. I thought, oh, boy, I'm not used to this. Then you have to come home and hold that pillow and then walk up the stairs to my house. And I never felt so never felt so helpless, such like a baby, depending on everybody to hold me, get up there and all that kind of thing. You had to drive me around, pick up and you know, all these kind of things and you know, it was just uh, what an experience. You know what? Never forgot that. Never forgot that. You know why I never forgot that? Because it wasn't me that pulled me out of that. Now God used the doctors and the surgeons and and everything. God used people like that.
2: But it was God who did it.
0: You think I'm going to forget that? Why would you forget your conversion to Christ? Why would you forget your new birth? Because you get busy in your life. Why would you not look at your the day that you got born again as a great day of a a new life? Amen. You know so I stand here you sit there and I appreciate breath. I appreciate the of the health that God has restored in me, and I, I like it. I like being able to carry stuff and push stuff. I like being able to push people in a wheelchair. Um, I like not to be pushed, and it's just a blessing to be able to do some normal things in life. Nah. Um, I tell the older grandkids, I can run faster than you, and they say, yeah. <laughs> I can jump behind you. Uh, I can, and you know, it's a fun challenge kind of thing. But to even joke about that was so nice. Lying in bed with the pillow for you sleep like that. Do not roll over to your side. How do you sleep that way?
2: <laughs>
0: I sleep in a fetal position. This is not a fetal position. This is a board two by four position. And, and then one day, may I digress? One day I looked and they said, you know, when you shower, don't let the water hit you right here. You know, kind of be careful. And then one day I looked over here, I saw a hole. Oh, yeah. I saw a hole. Remember that, honey? I saw a hole and I, I panicked. The word you would use is "freak out." Mm-hmm. I saw this hole, and I thought, <laughs> "Water got down into my body, like the Wilson Tunnel, like the H three Tunnel. It got into my body, and I was panicking." And dabbed it up. And she came out, and she went, "Oh, it was the wrong thing to show my wife that," because she is side to things. I mean, she screams when she sees mouse or right, uh, roach, you know, she'll jump up and holler like somebody. And she and so, she, oh, you're going to have to go polymorphic ER. I said, no, not there. And so I had to go down there, and the, the ER doctor comes over here. I wait two, three hours. He looks at me. He says, ah. He said, on a scale of one to ten, ten being the worst, he says two. And I said, I got nothing to worry about? It. Said, no, it's normal. I said, can't I see inside here and see my lungs? <laughs> he said, no, it's just, you know, that's the, that's the, yeah, I don't worry about that. I said, now tell me what you mean don't worry about that. Not to tell me not worry about that, not make me not worry about it. Tell me a reason why not to worry about it. <laughs> well, some people don't worry about that. I got out under control. Really? And it was. What an experience. Hope you never have to go through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, little Dave will not remember anything but this old man I remember and I remember Dr. Lau the surgeon maybe he's retired by now but uh, God used these people so we thank him for many things you gotta thank God for your good health thank God for your good health keep good health do something about it don't just sit there get up and walk around do golf or something well do, do some activity do something something be active do something Mm -hmm. that's probably the reason why my heart was strong
2: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and quit eating spam (laughs) Mm. (laughs) (laughs) enter into the gates Enter into the gates with thanksgiving thanksgiving is about thanking god Mm
2: -hmm.
0: thanking god there's much more to say about it Wednesday night we'll spend some more time about that but uh i want to pass on these things from this song this morning now i have some good news for you so. now do you remember what we were talking about luke and emily remember okay the time has come Amen. okay now here's what i'm going to do luke and emily talked me on uh what was it last Sunday Last Sunday, and not known not unbeknownst to me they had talked about this to themselves about joining church and so we talked about that about what they believe what we believe and expectations and so on like that and so i felt really confident that they want to do right and so today they're going to come to be a part of our church officially mm-hmm. and i told them that we're not very formal we're kind of casual maybe maybe to a fault but uh, there's no um peacock feathers here to fend you there's no care you and a you know like that like the king cut or queen root tooth or something like that we're not going to do that but we want to next recognize you publicly as this is the day that you be a part of our church fellowship. And that. So let me ask you both to come. hope I'm embarrassing you, but come please. Let me introduce you to them, uh, this young people. This is Luke Peterson. And this is Emily. I think not last with was originally. Yeah, yeah. Luke and Emily, they are not very young. He's in the service in the army. And uh, they've been coming for a while and then he had to go to Guam, right. Guam for yeah. about yeah. it was like five months. Five months, a long time ago, mm-hmm. but uh, they did tell me that before they left. Before and she went back to Laspi with her parents while he was gone, which is very a good thing to do. And uh, they came back to church, and uh, they said that they like coming to church. Asked them why, and tell us why, Emily, because you I did more know. talking to he because he's a silent yeah problem. Yeah. I said I liked how genuine it was. And I said, tell me more. (laughs) But I said, I appreciate that because we try to be that and um, no show, no put on. And so they've come to be part of our church officially. I told them that we'll do this at the end of our service, which will be right now. And so uh, they've come today for that reason. And I'm happy about that. And they want to do something for the Lord while they're here. They've got about a year and a half left. Or Uh you do. uh, Just under. Just under. And so we will put them to work doing something. I got a job you today.
2: <laughs>
0: something you can do. And she's already doing something for me, something to do with graphic art kind of thing. Oh wow. And so we, we like that. Amen. And so that's why they're come today. And so if you're in favor of uh, accepting Luke and Emily Peterson to church fellowship membership today, just say amen. now. Amen. amen. Okay, now now that's done right there. See? So no no big deal. But we'd like you to come and shake your hands, congratulate them and um, Some you pray for them, and you be a friend to them too while they're here. Okay, that's important. Being a friend to one another. Okay, let's stand, please. There's a trumpet fanfare for you. Let's come by, shake their hands, and welcome into our church fellowship. All right.